0: didn't.
1: Good morning, we're still in in the Easter season, the fifth Sunday after Easter, and uh, we're having the St. Stephen's service this morning, the choir singing this morning, so uh, there you go. Um, Our uh, entrance hymn is hymn 478, the day of resurrection. Of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. He who conceals his sins does not prosper, but whoever confesses and renounces them finds mercy.
2: Lord, have mercy.
1: confess our sin to one another and to the Lord. Almighty God, rich in mercy and abundant in love, has given his Son to die for us. For Jesus' sake, at his command and in his behalf, I forgive you all your sins. Go in peace. You have new life in Jesus Christ. This new life is founded in forgiveness and framed by joy. Therefore, with the song of the angels in our hearts and on our lips, we join the whole church on earth and in heaven to proclaim. (laughs) Peace of the Lord be with you. And also with you. We pray together.
3: him and said, You went into the house of uncircumcised men and ate with them. Starting from the beginning, Peter told them the whole story. I was in the city of Joppa praying, and in a trance I saw a vision. I saw something like a large sheet being let down from heaven by its four corners, and it came down to where I was. I looked into it and saw four-footed animals of the earth, wild beasts, reptiles, and birds. Then I heard a voice telling me, Get up, Peter. Kill and eat. I replied, Surely not, Lord. Nothing impure or unclean has ever entered my mouth. The voice spoke from heaven a second time. Do not call anything impure that God has made clean. This happened three times, and then it was all pulled up to heaven again. Right then, three men who were sent to me from uh, Cassiera stopped at the house where I was staying. The Spirit told me to have no hesitation about going with them. These six brothers also went with me, and we entered the man's house. He told us how he had seen an angel appear in his house and say, Send to Joppa for Simon, who was called Peter. He will bring you a message through which you and all your household will be saved. As I began to speak, the Holy Spirit came on them as he had come on us at the beginning. Then I remembered what the Lord had said, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So, if God gave them the same gift He gave us who believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I to think that I could stand in God's way? When they heard this, they had no further objections and praised God, saying, So then, even to Gentiles, God has granted repentance that leads to life. This is the word of the Lord. Be to God. The second lesson is from the 21st chapter of Revelation. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and there will be no more death, or mourning, or crying, or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. He who has seated at the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. He said it to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give water without cost from the spring of the water of life. Those who are victorious will inherit all this, and I will be their God, and they will be my children. This is the word of the Lord. The lesson response is hymn 672.
1: is from St. John, the 16th chapter.
2: Thank you, Lord, for this gift of life.
1: I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. But when he, when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. And that is why I said, the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. Jesus went on to say, in a little while you will see me no more, and then after a little while you will see me. At this, some of his disciples said to one another, what does he mean by saying, in a little while you will see me no more, and then after a little while you will see me? And because I'm going to the Father, they kept asking, what does he mean by a little while? We don't understand what he is saying. Jesus saw that they wanted to ask him about this, and so he he said to them, are you asking one another what I meant when I said, in a little while you will see me no more, and then after a little while you will see me? Truly I tell you, you will weep and mourn while the world rejoices. You will grieve. But your grief will turn to joy. A woman giving birth to a child has pain because her time has come. But when her baby is born, she forgets the anguish because of her joy that a child is born into the world. So with you, now is your time of grief. But I will see you again, and you will rejoice, and no one will take away your joy. This is the gospel of the Lord. We praise you. Mercy and His peace be multiplied to you through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Please be seated. Indeed, to, today, now is the time of grief. Now is the time of mourning. And in the midst of all of the things that we have, we constantly have strife, right? Even in this free country, there's always strife. There's always strife another problem to tackle. Just let a storm sweep over us or something like that and you get some damage on your house and then you have to somehow repay that. That's a struggle. Well, we see in the second lesson in Revelation that this world is passing away. It says in that vision that the world already passed away. So, once again, when we get into some of the mysteries of God, and God is present tense, he's, he's there, he oftentimes talks about things that have yet to come as even in past tense. And so in this vision, there was no longer any sea, there was a, a new earth. Um, you would think that, yes, brothers and sisters and. In Christ, we have all seen this, but in fact, we have not. <laughs> we haven't seen this, and we are still, we are still in the era of I have much more to tell you, but you cannot bear it at the present. And indeed, uh, we uh, could not understand. We couldn't bear. Um, I think even heaven but to know the the, the glory and the joy and the perfection in heaven and then have to come back to earth and endure with weeping would be too much for us. And so we do struggle, and we struggle in part because of the faith that God has given us. I do talk about uh uh well once a year you know when when there's uh, when Jesus um, goes up to heaven uh, which is coming pretty soon um, in our in our calendar uh, we talk about why did Jesus go away and why isn't he here and the long and the, st- and the short of it is is that this world still would reject him agreed Jesus did what he did and then, He had to get out of here because because things have to go the way they need to go. This world is passing away. And Jesus has done everything that he needs to do to redeem his children. And he knows that there's going to be a lot of death. And even his children die. But that's not the end of the story but there are a lot of uh, people that that God has created who will die and they will not rise again. Or in their resurrection, it will be a completely different resurrection. And I say this not to be a downer to anyone, but just to realize that when we do talk about death, we talk about the seeds of, coming to fruition and through death comes life I didn't make this stuff up God did and God is the one who kept saying to his children I will be your God and you will be my people but what did his children say well that's nice but we would like a king just like everybody else has a king you know just like everybody else and indeed We ourselves, you know, if we've had children and that sort of thing, we've said, no, don't go over there and hang out with those people. And our children have said, but we, I want to be just like everybody else, hanging out with popular people and doing popular things and having popular items to show off and to, and we are the same and yet we are different because we are children of God, and not by our own glory and not by our own merit, but by the gift of the Holy Spirit, whom Jesus speaks of today, we are somehow able to rise above our own selves and above this sinful world and even above the facts of the matter, you know, the truth, and in some ways, we can't handle the truth, and yet somehow we can handle the truth, because the Holy Spirit shows us as we need. Peter goes through an exercise. It's kind of like a little of a confirmation sort of thing. Um, and uh, and we see him uh, being brought before the council in Jerusalem, the the new Christian church who's Trying to hold on to, let's see, okay, well, uh, we were Jews and we have all kinds of ceremonies and festivals and feasts and all of this stuff, and now Jesus came, suffered and died on the cross and rose again, and it kind of puts a, a monkey wrench in our whole our whole thing here, because the temple is no longer relevant, I mean, it's relevant, but not in a way that it used to be relevant, because, you know, the curtain ripped in two, and now we could enter into the holy of holies and somehow we have entry that we didn't have before and so no more high priests and that sort of thing and uh, uh, how, how how do we well we better get a hymn committee together and come up with some good german hymns and we better do something because all of a sudden now Uh, we've got a tiger by the tail, and we don't know what to do with it. And here Peter is, and Peter is who he is, just like we are who we are, right? We are American, whatever that means. It means something different to different people, because some Americans like to pick on America and say how bad Americans are, while other Americans will fly the flag and say, if you don't like America, then get out but we all have a certain Americanness that is embedded in us that, is, that comes from where we grew up and how we grew up and all of those things. And so we have a certain idea of freedom. And uh, if somebody comes and says, well, you know, uh, your way isn't the only way, uh, you might respond by saying, well, it's the only way I know, so... Well, I'm going to force it on you or not is a whole different matter. But at the same time, we are who we are, are we not? And Peter was who he was, and he was a good, faithful Jewish person. And by the way, Jewish people, the the Jews, did, and 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 it's still in existence today. Um, but but they did not. They didn't hang out with non-Jews, because non-Jews were not holy, they were not part of the, 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 the stuff that made them who they were, and so uh, hearkening back to the Old Testament, and if you, if you go to uh, you know, the, where the Jews came back to Jerusalem and built and found out that, oh my goodness, Jews were married to non-Jews and all of this stuff, and the Bible says, and we had to straighten all this out, You can see the the tears and the anguish with with which they had to follow the Torah, the, the Bible that was there and God's law. And then Jesus comes and suffers and dies and rises again. And all of a sudden, he's making pronouncements that they haven't heard before. Like, Peter, rise, kill and eat, and there's one for the PETA people, the killing part, rise, kill, and eat, Jesus says to Peter, and Peter says, I know what you're doing, I know what you're doing, you're trying to get me to do something I, I'm not supposed to do, because your word says this, and and now, uh, now you're trying to sock it to me. And Jesus says, no, I'm not. I'm speaking to you directly. You know, just like when that, when that curtain split, was stripped in two, and you could enter into the Holy of Holies. Well, this is part of that, that thing. And it had to happen three times for it to come into Peter's mind that, you know, hang on, hang on. With all of this stuff going on, this is indeed God, is it not? Speaking to me, yes. It's Jesus speaking to me. And yes, there's the Old Testament, and I'm so confused. But when Jesus tells me to do something, I suppose I need to do it. Even if it seems to go against what I thought was was right. And, and here we go to the Apostle Paul, right? Oh, my. What a, what a soldier of... Of the, uh, of the faith, he was persecuting Christ. But you see, he didn't think that that was happening at all, did he? He thought he was doing God's will until Jesus said, Saul, why do you persecute me? And Saul went, oh, you know, did the face palm thing and then turned, turned his life around while well, God turned his life around and then and then he went off, and he did all kinds of stuff that was just totally uh, just totally different. And who was, who was Saul to start off with? He was a, a Pharisee of Pharisees. And he says this in the, in the epistles that he wrote. I was better than any of the regular Pharisees. I mean, you show me a Pharisee, I'd whoop him. Because the law... And following God, that was my house. And nobody comes into my house and is better than me. And this is, this is how Saul's attitude was. And then when Jesus spoke to him and he listened, all of a sudden, Saul is saying stuff like, you know, all of the good works I may have done is lost. It's completely lost. And it's because of Christ that I stand before you today speaking. And so Jesus talks to Peter, stubborn Peter, and gets and he tells him, look, you know, this is a little bit different here. Uh, The Holy Spirit is is there. The Holy Spirit is going to be speaking to you and uh, and you need to listen. And that's kind of confusing, isn't it? I think it is. I think it's confusing, especially if you. Uh, if you wonder what, whether you should do something or you shouldn't do something. There's somebody who is uh, dying, who is perhaps uh, uh, terminally ill, perhaps. Do you still pray for them to, to live, or do you pray for God to hasten their death? What is God's will? And maybe... Maybe we find out that, that we still live under the, the, the now-not-yet uh, idea. I still have more to tell you, but you can't bear it. And uh, one of the main, I guess, points in that is that uh, God has not revealed to us when we're going to die and how we're going to die. And to be honest, I wouldn't want to know. That would ruin it for me. I mean, and in some ways, I guess it's really none of our business because we're just not made to know everything. And even those people who find out and who know stuff that they shouldn't know, it can ruin their lives. We are indeed that fragile. We are indeed in a struggle that is mightier than we are in many, many ways. And it can, it can temper how we think about things. But in the midst of those things, God comes to us and he is reaching and he says, listen, people, the, it hasn't changed. I am your God. You are my children. You are my people. Look what I have done for you. So in the midst of our struggles, we have the good news that comes out. And Jesus tells us to do stuff that we've never done before. And then we may even get questioned for it. Have you ever gotten questioned for, do, questioned for doing something that's common sense to anybody except the person who happens to be maybe your boss who says, I don't understand why you did something I didn't tell you to do. Well, because, idiot. And in many ways, we become those people doing things that that the world doesn't expect. But at the same time, look at how the world is is celebrating its own victory and its own uniqueness and its own specialness, and uh, trying to you know if I can just if I can just do this and if I can just do that, then I can shape the world to my own being. And recently, we've heard that you know great nations in the world say, well. Our idea of the balance of the world is different than your idea. How you like them apples. And if we can get enough of this and enough of that and enough, you know, things that go boom uh, and enough people to pull triggers for that things that go boom, then maybe we can get our way and you can't get your way. And above all of this, God is saying, have patience. Have patience. Is there horrible death in the world even today? Absolutely. Has there been death in the world? Absolutely. Maybe some of these things have happened and they haven't been blasted over the news. But when a person dies, they die just as final as when you know it as when you don't know it. And somebody hurts. And somebody mourns and somebody struggles. And God is always there because he knows everything. So we realize that in the end, God is going to, uh, to call this whole thing to an end. Jesus Christ is encouraging us in a way that I guess maybe a guy shouldn't, should never say. Uh, I, I read this all the time and I go, oh boy, you know, let, let some women hear this. And, and they will say, what do you know about this stuff? But Jesus says, a woman giving birth to a child has pain because her time has come. But when her baby is born, she forgets the anguish because of her joy that a child is born into the world. And I can see women all over the world saying, what do you, a man, know about childbirth? And somehow I think Jesus knows about childbirth and the pain. And maybe this pain is different from that pain. But like I just said, just because you don't know somebody died, there's death. And just because we don't know this pain or that pain, pain can be painful. And we know this, right? No matter how painful it is, it's pretty painful. And I'm going to tell you that sometimes Christians have to endure pain in this world. And sometimes it may even seem unbearable. But Jesus, what is he trying to say? I mean, he's saying it, but what are we trying to hear? We're trying to hear, what does Jesus mean by when he says that In a little while, you won't see me, and then a little while, you'll see me again. What is all of this? What is it? Speak plainly for once. And Jesus goes back to the first thing that he said. You know, I have many things I can tell you, but you can't handle everything I can tell you. So all of this stuff about, hey, you know, I pay my taxes. I want to know the truth, and I want to know everything. Well, sometimes... You don't want to know how the sausage is being made. Because, you know, I mean if you like sausage, don't dig into that stuff. And I I, I think maybe one day we will be able to we'll have the capacity when we're in heaven to understand all of this. And be filled with all of the wisdoms. Hence, you know, when we say, Well, I can't wait to get to heaven and ask Jesus these questions and those questions. Folks, when when Jesus calls you up to heaven, you're gonna you're gonna get a new playbook. And 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 all of a sudden, you're not gonna have any questions. But you're gonna have the wherewithal to handle everything just like God did. And this is what Paul is talking about. You know, when I was a child, I look in the mirror and I see you know, a reflection, and then I walk away, and I forget what I look like. Because I can guarantee you that still works for me at 62. I look in a mirror, and then I turn away, and I I might say something like, well, you don't look half bad, dude. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. That's the proper response. Because look at me. And that's what life does to you. That's what struggle does to you. That's what eating too much crawfish does to you and that's what your genetics do to you and it it's all god's will it's all god's plan because someday i'm going to have to give this up and it might as well not be you know but that doesn't get me th- that doesn't stop me from thinking that i'm better than what i am right sure i could still drop and give you 20 in a pig's eye but you know what, if I can think about it and I can succeed in my dreams, then it's, it's, it's fact. And those days, however gone they are or not gone they are, makes no difference to God because God says, look, here's the plan, and you just keep swimming in your own little pond and all of that stuff, that's good now. Because I got some great, better things for you. I'm going to tell you everything, but, I'm, but you're not going to be able to understand everything. But when you can understand it, it's because it's going to be the right time. This is why Jesus says, Very truly I tell you, you will weep and mourn while the world rejoices. You will grieve, but your grief will turn to joy. So hang in there brother and sister in Christ hang in there because it's almost done it's almost there be a little bit like paul who said that man you know i'm running this race i don't want to be disqualified right at the end run the race Bathe in the in the glory and the joy of God. Take advantage of hearing His Word. Meditate on His Word. Come forward. Take the very body and blood of Christ that He gives us. And t- don't tell me that He's not here with us now. And even in, in coming forward and taking the, the body and blood of Christ, we don't fully comprehend, but we can listen to the words that God says, that Jesus says, take, eat, this is my body, take, drink, this is my blood. And faith attaches to that, and we may say, I don't get it 100%, but Jesus said it, and I believe it. And the very fact that we want to come up, does this not express to us The faith that God has given. The very fact that we do not flee away from his words. That should say enough. So rejoice, brothers and sisters, in Christ. Christ has won the victory. You and I, through Christ, have won the victory. And I can say this even before, because uh, you're still alive, so, you know, uh, you know, the clock is ticking down, uh, maybe there's a flag thrown on the field, I don't know, or maybe there's a commercial break, whatever happens, but as the time ticks down in our lives, the game is already won. So if you get penalized or flagged or if you you have to march back 10 yards or, I mean, whatever it is, don't lose the perspective. It's already done. And what does God want us to do now? Well, he wants us to show joy to those people who he may or who he may bring across our path, just like Peter. What a what a story. These people had to walk 2 days to get to Peter, and they knew exactly where he was. And right before Peter was going to meet them, that's when he had his little confirmation lesson. God figured all of this stuff out. And as soon as Peter was done with his vision, he was ready to receive these non-Jews, uncircumcised, Unclean, ceremoniously. But he had already learned at that point that whatever God has declared clean, don't you declare as unclean. And the same for us today. Who do you consider unclean? Are they? Because you consider them unclean, are they indeed unclean? What should we do? We should love God and love our neighbor. Who is our neighbor? Anyone who God sends across our path. We should love them as we love ourselves. In other words, don't look at them and say, Oh, those clothes or ugh this or ugh, you know, that they're not like me. They speak another language, their skin's a different color. Jesus is saying, don't, don't be fooled. My children are my children, and they come in all different shapes and sizes. Just maintain, just continue. Show love. Be who you are. That is a child of God and the peace of God through Jesus Christ, who suffered and died on the cross, which surpasses all understanding, even a peace that we cannot comprehend that comes to us, will keep your hearts and minds in faith in Christ Jesus, through the Holy Spirit. Amen. We continue with the hymn of the day, hymn 479. Son Jesus, you have given the promise of our own resurrection, and as we await the last day, calm our hearts and strengthen our faith through our sorrows. Lord, in your mercy, Heavenly Father, you have fashioned the church as a heavenly bride for your risen Son. Grant her your spirit that she may always listen to his deathless voice and ever declare his message of salvation lord in your mercy gracious god lead your people in your steadfast love and guide them in strength to your holy abode sanctify our homes be the companion of those who live alone and make all our households places in which your wisdom and grace are found lord in your mercy eternal lord You hold all people accountable for the responsibilities you have given them. O Lord, bless our president, governor, Congress, and legislature, and all judges and magistrates. Guide them to serve according to your will and for the common good of all. Raise up those with heroic virtue who who will defend our liberty. Protect those who defend us in the armed forces, even as you give peace to the nation. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our o Alpha and Omega, you pledge to bring all things to their perfect, perfect consummation. You will bring heaven to earth and banish sorrow, sin, and death. Sustain um, Michael McCleary, who needs a liver transplant, Susan uh, Nielsen, who um, suffers with pneumonia, and all of those people that we have Listed in our bulletin, those who are now in tribulation, by the comfort of your holy word, increase their faith and see them through their trials. Lord, in your mercy, your word. compassionate Lord, you have given us both bread for the body in Christ and bread of, uh, the bread of life. Prepare us now to receive with faith and thanksgiving his flesh for the life of the world, his blood that cleanses us from all sin. Unite us, that we may believe and confess one faith and bring us to that day when we shall be one people together at the table of our Lord. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we wait for the second coming of your resurrected Son. Grant us patience as we long to see him. Even now, give us joy in the presence, his presence, with us. Through the Word and Sacrament, we also uh, celebrate the lives of Chuck Aldridge and uh, Mickey O'Connor, um, who are now uh, waiting um, in your presence. And we ask that you would be with their families and friends as they uh, mourn the earthly loss and yet rejoice at your promises, Lord, in your mercy. All these things. And whatever you know that we need, grant us, Father, for the sake of him who died and rose again and now lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, from the beginning of time, your gracious hand was, has given life to all things. You shaped the world and fashioned of people by the power of your word. All creation is renewed by the soft whisper and the thunderous roar of your spirit. In this final age of your creation, you have given us your Son, your Word become flesh. In his redeeming death and resurrection, Jesus has fulfilled your promise of a full, secure life on this earth and a certain joyous life throughout eternity. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread gave thanks and broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body given for you, this do in remembrance of me. And again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it uh, for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people, for the forgiveness of sins, this do for the remembrance of me. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. (coughs) Send upon us now, we pray, your Holy Spirit, that living in the light and power of Jesus' resurrection, we may live our lives in praise to you and in service to others. And so begin today to experience the inheritance prepared for all your children. Hosanna in the highest. We rise to the benediction. The God of hope grant you joy and peace in believing so that you will be filled with hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Go in peace, serve the Lord.